On this episode of Rev Hang, Ben and I talk about the Belgian Grand Prix. Let's do it. Hello everybody and welcome to Rev Hang. I'm your host, Nathan Nevue, and alongside me today is my fellow gearhead and co-host, Ben Bagley. How's it going, Ben? Pretty good. Just trying to get some fun in the sun in while it's uh, warm, but not too warm, and get ready for fall. Yeah, I've only got probably a couple more weeks uh, of this nice weather, and then uh, back to the good old Pacific Northwest fall rain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah back to the rain. Yeah, it's okay though. It's been a kind of a dry summer, so the rain will be good. As um, long as it stays away for the uh, IndyCar Grand Prix this weekend, I'll be happy. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully you don't have to deal with thunderstorms, but in Portland that shouldn't be too much of an issue. <laughs> we'll see. You never know. You never know. Never know. Oregon has some weird weather. Um, but it's not a weather podcast. This is a racing podcast, and we do have a race to talk about this week. Uh, all we've got this week is the Formula One Belgian Grand Prix, so uh, let's just jump right into that. Um, we'll start with the grid lineup. Um, not really qualifying because everybody qualified and then stuff got all mixed up because of penalties. Um, but uh, yeah, so here's the grid as they lined up on Sunday. First through fifth was Sainz, Perez, Alonso, Hamilton, and Russell. 6 through 10 was Albon, Ricardo, Gasly, Stroll, and Vettel. 11 through 15 was Latifi, Magnussen, Bottas, Verstappen, and Leclerc. And then 16 through 20 were Akon, Norris, Joe, Schumacher, and Sonoda. Uh, one thing to note is uh, Pierre Gasly did not start from his grid spot of 8th on the grid. He had an electrical failure that had to be dealt with at the beginning, and uh, so he started from the pit lane. Yeah, we had a lot of engine changes that, well, engine, transmission, all sorts of stuff. Uh, we hit that mid-season mark where people are trying to get in good motors before uh, everything comes crashing through. Yeah, we had, I think it was like five people take back-of-the-grid penalties for engines. Um, the reason being is because Spa is a uh, very much a power circuit. It's also the first race back after the summer break. And so people have engine upgrades that they want to put in before they get to all the power circuits because we got Monza coming up too. Um, and so Spa is a pretty easy circuit to overtake at, or it can be. Uh, so a lot of drivers thought that now was as good a time as any to take that engine penalty. Uh, but what does this does mean is that for most of these drivers, any engine parts uh, replaced from now on will be penalty spots. Um and uh, I could see that happening with most of the teams because I, I don't think any team has an engine that can quite last nine races yet. Um, oh, man. Could you imagine? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it worked out better for some teams than others. And like you said, Spa is definitely an overtaking track. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, on Sunday morning, um, it was announced that Spa will be retained through the 2023 season. So we will have Spa on the grid next year, or on the calendar next year. Um, I don't know if there's another extension planned past that, uh, but kind of one of the big news stories with Spa is that it's not really got a long-term deal with F1, and people think it's going to drop off once more circuits come in, paying more money, and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, we'll see. 
I really like Spa, so I'm I'm pulling for it to stay. Oh, me too. It's it's probably my favorite track on the calendar. So uh, I would be very very upset if it if it dropped off, along with like ninety five percent of the F one fan base. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, everybody loves Spa. Um, it would be a shame. Especially to Red Bull this weekend. Yes, Red Bull this weekend did very much love Spa. Um, so yeah, let's get into the race. Uh, at the beginning, Sergio Perez got a kind of a rough start and fell back uh, into the fight between Alonso, Russell, and Hamilton. Um, because of this, Sainz was able to kind of got the field on the first lap. He had a nice little cushion to uh, second place. In turn five on lap one, um, Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton came together and uh, it damaged Hamilton's car terminally, causing him to pull to the side of the track and end his day. Um, this was uh, Hamilton's fault. I mean, he took the responsibility for it. <laughs> yeah, which is always good to see, but it, uh, yeah, he just cut way too early, just closed the door on Alonso. Yeah, he tried to close the door on Alonso when Fernando was very much alongside him. And um, yeah, Hamilton took the blame, which, like you said, is uh, good to see from drivers because a lot of drivers will always <laughs> deflect it to the other person. Um, but uh, we also had some spicy comments from Fernando Alonso after that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alonso basically said over the radio that uh, Hamilton only knows how to start and race from first place and that he's uh, unable to do it from anywhere else on the grid. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's cooled down a little bit since the race, but he was, uh, he was pretty hot. Yeah, uh, coming right off it. He even as he passed Hamilton's stricken car, he waved uh, at him. Oh, did he, he really? By during the race, yeah. I didn't so know that was that. Uh, that was cheeky. Yeah, I didn't see that. That's yeah. Alonso was definitely uh, heated after that. Not very happy because he did have front wing damage that he had to nurse for the rest of the race. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was kind of the big uh, incident, talking point kind of thing for this race was Alonzo and Hamilton coming together. Um, but after we that, we did have a Latifi crash though. Yes, we did. Of course. Um, on lap two, Latifi went off into the gravel and then spun across the track, taking out Valtteri Bottas and ending his race. Um, and that caused a safety car. You know, it just, <laughs> that sucked so much to see. <laughs> so Latifi... He almost took out a lot more cars. Too. Oh yeah. Alcon the was Alpine right there. To... Yeah, if the Alpine hadn't avoided, that would have taken up the entire track and, you know, that would stopped up other cars and, ugh. Yeah, that could have been ugly, but it was it was a shame that Latifi spins, takes out Bottas, sending him into the gravel and beaching his car, and then Latifi just turned around and kept going. <laughs> yeah, you I know, was I like, was, wow. I saw it and I was honestly worried. It's like, no, he just took out Joe. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What terrible that, that luck! Been terrible. Joe did actually <laughs> finish the race this week, though. Crazy, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, on lap four, Charles Leclerc was forced to pit because he had a visor tear off stuck in his brake duct, and uh, based on the timing of when that all started happening, um, a lot of people think that it was actually Verstappen's tear off <laughs> because yeah. uh, all of his problems started when he was directly behind Max, <laughs> and so. Um, a lot of people are saying that Max threw a green shell and, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, the Mario Kart <laughs> damaging the car, forcing him to pit. Um, but, yeah, so that caused some problems. Uh, 
his brakes started to overheat, which made it really hard to drive the car. And then he also had a uh, one of his sensors um, in the car burned up because of the overheating. And that becomes important later in the race. Um, it's a secret tool that'll help the FIA later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. Um, but Verstappen was making a very early charge and was up to P6 from... Well, you started P14, right? Yeah. He, uh, he was up to P6 by the end of lap 5. Um, so 8 positions and 5 laps, not too shabby. Uh, he continued yeah, to no. pass... Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like I, I blinked and all of a sudden he was in first and I was like, okay, this race is over. Yeah, I was I was expecting Verstappen to make his way through the field. Um, you know, I was reading on Instagram uh, on a WTF1 post um, and they had like a poll and they had, you know, Verstappen will either win or podium or finish lower i thought he was gonna podium um i figured he'd probably get second my (laughs) my thinking was that signs would drive out and kind of make a nice cushion to himself and then verstappen would be able to pull up and pass perez uh but i didn't think verstappen was going to be nearly (laughs) as dominant as he was this race (laughs) it was silly yeah it was yeah People complained a lot uh, last few seasons about Hamilton being so dominant, and it that's what it felt like watching Max this race. It was the same thing as Hamilton in Brazil, where just no mistakes, everybody was standing still, and it was just him on the track. Yeah, Verstappen turned the AI to 0%. Um, yeah. <laughs> Turn yeah, traction was, control on. Yeah, he was, he was absolutely flying. He was passing drivers at a rate of, like, one, one guy per lap. Um until lap 12 when he finally took the lead from Perez. Um, yeah, he was just unstoppable. Like it, it <laughs> no one could do anything to counter his driving. And he was, he was so fast on the straight. Whenever you see him, like whenever you'd see him approaching a car and then he had DRS, they said it was an eight kilometer per hour difference in speed, but it looks like way more. He than made that. it seem like way more. Yeah. It, it was, he was kind of insane. Um, but yeah, so he passed uh, Perez for the lead on lap 12. Uh, Sainz pitted on lap 12 due to high degradation. Uh, Verstappen was able to stretch his stint until lap 16 and then came out a few seconds behind Sainz, who was able to get the undercut. Verstappen took the lead from Sainz on lap 18 um, into turn 5. And then on lap 21, Sergio Perez caught up to signs and uh for second place after that the two red bulls kind of just drove off into the sunset um neither of them were challenged after that remotely uh the midfield was kind of uh mixing itself up though throughout the race um esteban Ocon made a couple of really crazy moves <laughs> uh, and he had two Alpine double fans rise up yeah uh, two double overtakes in this race. One was into um, uh, what's the name of that corner? I don't remember. It was the chicane, right? Or was no, that the I second think, one? Well, it was uh, it was that like really fast left hander, and then the bus stop chicane at the end of the lap. So he kind of completed it into the bus stop chicane. Um, but uh, that was the first double overtake. I don't remember exactly the drivers that it was on. Uh, and then the second one, which was our overtake of the week, um, was on Sebastian Vettel and Pierre Gasly. Yeah, that's and, what uh, I remember. 
Yeah, that was the one that it was into turn five after El Rouge and Radeon. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it was a that was a pretty spicy move. He he was basically they were three wide going into the chicane at the end of the longest straight. Uh, yeah, Fettel had a a pass on Gasly on the outside or rather the inside, uh, and then he was doing well and then both cars just came up alongside him and flanked him and then Alcon was able to just break a little later uh yep. going into the chicane. Yeah, he, he was around the outside for the first part of the chicane, which gave him the inside line for the second one. And uh he was able to pass both of them in one nice move. And um yeah, that was our overtake of the week. Um on lap forty three, Ferrari <laughs> with another head scratcher <laughs> uh they pulled leclerc into the pits to go for fastest lap uh but they didn't quite judge it right and ended up fighting alonso for p5 <laughs> when Genius. leclerc had like yeah leclerc had some 20 something lead 20 something second lead on on alonso they pitted him and then they were fighting wheel to wheel for about a lap um leclerc ended up passing alonso and getting a lap in uh but he he finished p5 but um he got a five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane um <laughs> duh, yeah that, yeah so that demoted him to p6 behind alonzo um yeah so the reason he got that speeding in the pit lane penalty was because of that sensor i was talking about earlier that burned out uh, I don't know exactly what he didn't really specify what kind of sensor it was, but he said a sensor burned out, and that was the reason he got the the penalty. I don't know how much truth there is in that. I mean, it sounds plausible, but uh, it's a little strange. Um, <laughs> We're not F one engineers, right? Exactly. But all we know is he got that five second penalty, and that would not have happened if Ferrari had just left him out in P five where he was comfortably. <laughs> Yeah, or rather, he he would have had the five second penalty, but he would have had a twenty second buffer to Alonso, exactly to retain fifth. Yeah, I don't know if he got the penalty when he pitted, or was it at the end of the race when he turned around and went back into the pit lane into Park Ferme. Oh, I I'm not I don't sure. Actually, I don't actually know exactly when it happened. Uh, I mean, allegedly it was a one kilometer infraction, like one yeah. kilometer an hour. So I. I'm not good enough to be able to tell the difference between one kilometer over. So it could have happened at any point and I would have noticed. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it did happen regardless. And uh, he ended up finishing P6 because of that. Um, when even if he got the penalty, if he hadn't pitted, then uh, he would have comfortably finished P5 still. Uh, but that was kind of the race. Um, after Verstappen took the lead, it wasn't... Uh, too there wasn't too much going on uh there weren't any safety cars or even really yellow flags after that um so it was kind of business as usual once <laughs> verstappen got to the front and uh verstappen had the fastest lap and uh also driver of the day which i think was of very course, deserved yeah. <laughs> yeah that was very much a hamilton-esque like you said brazil you know, one of the few rare, you know, once every few seasons you get a drive like that where someone comes from the back of the grid and wins. Um, it's pretty nuts. But uh, let's go over the results real quick. Uh, in first place winning the race, obviously, was Max Verstappen. 
uh, completing the podium in second and third were Perez and Sainz. Four and five were Russell and Alonso. Six through ten were Leclerc, Ocon, Vettel, Gasly, and Albon. Uh, 11 through 15 were Stroll, Norris, Tsunoda, Joe, and Ricardo. And then 16 through 18, uh, rounding off the finishers, were Magnussen, Schumacher, and Latifi. And then our two DNFs were Bottas and Hamilton. So, yeah, it's <laughs> this uh, the new technical directive that uh, changed the floor regulations a little bit this race has not seemed to affect Red Bull very much. <laughs> no, uh... They're especially since they were complaining about it the most, or at least being the most vocal about it. Uh, it didn't really seem to actually matter a whole lot. I would say Mercedes looked way slower than usual compared to any of the other teams. Yeah, it was kind of odd because everyone thought that it was going to be a big benefit to Mercedes, uh, and McLaren and a couple other teams. But um, yeah, Ferrari seems to have been hit by it a little bit. Uh, they said they had to make some changes. Red Bull said that they weren't too affected by it, which they definitely backed up on the track. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I just feel like the gap has now... I feel like it's changed, and now Ferrari doesn't quite have the strongest car, and now it's Red Bull with the strongest car, and then Max in that car just is... That, that combo is <laughs> scary. Yeah, it's, it seems to be unbeatable. Yeah. They're just, they're so far ahead, because now Perez, Perez was way faster this weekend, so I don't know if they took some upgrades that they didn't really advertise, and so it kind of just balanced out and extended their lead even, um, but uh, yeah, it it didn't affect them as much as I think a lot of people thought it was gonna, uh, a lot of people were looking forward to Mercedes being pulled up to the front of the field again, <laughs> but yeah. that didn't quite happen. Yeah, well, we've seen the Red Bull cars be just monsters on the straights, and Spa's nothing if not one of the faster tracks in the roster, so That's this true. kind of was a track catered perfectly for them coming out uh, for the second half of the season. Yeah, we do have uh, Zandvoort coming up next, which is very much not a power circuit. Um, it's more comparable to, like, Hungary and uh, even Monaco. Uh, it's such a small, like, tight track. <laughs> the uh, the yeah. circuit itself is not very wide and uh, doesn't really cater to wheel-to-wheel racing very much. Um, but it was definitely a spectacle last year with all of the orange smoke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if that happens again. I'm sure it will. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure Max Verstappen is going to win that one, too. But it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the field shakes out on such a, a tighter track, especially after these changes. You might see them take more effect on a tighter track than something worth or somewhere like Spa. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, after Zandvoort is Monza, and that is the power track of power tracks. Uh, it's pretty much just like four straight lines uh, with yeah, a chicane with a or two in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, Hamilton this week made a rare race-ending mistake. He doesn't really do that a lot. He doesn't crash too often, and when he does, it's not usually his fault, or it's pretty 50-50. Yeah. Um, so to see him just blatantly make an error like that, uh, we haven't really seen a mistake like that from Hamilton since, like, 
Germany 2019. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I couldn't remember offhand, but Germany 2019 sounds... That's three years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. That's the last time I can think of uh, Lewis just like... I mean, he didn't even end his race with that mistake. I can't remember the last time Lewis <sighs> made a race-ending mistake. That was 100% his fault. Uh, but that's besides the point. It has been a while is basically what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, there was Azerbaijan last year, but that didn't end his race. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been long enough that we have to think about it for way too long. Yeah, when I could name probably like three or four of Max's off that have happened in the last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um, Mercedes is definitely on Ferrari's level at this point. Um I think that's going to be a fight for second place in the championship. Uh, that's kind of where I think the uh, action's going to lie now, because Red Bull's just way too way too far in front. Um, and then uh, our last kind of talking point here is that Albon took home another point for Williams this week. Um, so good drive from him. Uh, he actually had a really good qualifying. Like even without all of the the uh penalties he still would have qualified i think p9 which yeah that still Williams q3 fantastic yeah yeah he really pushed that sled yeah absolutely um so i hope maybe this is signs uh maybe a small sign of uh hope and um you know development for williams yeah definitely and for albon yeah yeah, I mean, it's good to see Alex have good performances. He's kind of had a up-and-down career. Um, but I definitely want to see Williams in the midfield, hopefully soon. <laughs> like, next year, please. <laughs> Hurry up already. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, I hate seeing them at the bottom still. It's like it's becoming their thing, and I don't want it to be because <laughs> they're such a likable team. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that was the... Belgian Grand Prix. Um, we'll go over the championship standings real quick. Um, notably, Sergio Perez jumps up to second place, uh, passing Charles Leclerc. So it is no longer Verstappen and Leclerc 1 2. <laughs> I think uh, we could all see this coming eventually. Um, <laughs> but uh, It was more a matter of when. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, Carlos Sainz and George Russell are quickly approaching Leclerc. Uh, one bad race from Leclerc, or one more bad race, I should say. <laughs> um, and he might not even be third. Like, it, man, it's just they're they're George Russell so might be hard. looking at that. Yeah, I think George Russell is probably a very strong contender for that third spot right now. Yeah, so Leclerc has 188 points, Sainz has 171, and Russell has 170. Um, so they're all right there fighting for that. Well, they're still fighting for second because Sergio Perez has 191. Um, but uh, I, I would not be surprised if Perez started to extend that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think Ferrari's just choking super hard like they have been for the last four weeks hmm. um last but, four years yeah right they always it's like they do this whenever they have a championship challenging car uh 
they tend to do well at the beginning of the season and then they just falter for the second half and then whoever the dominant team is runs away with it. Yeah. Um, Are we counting 2019? Are we counting 2019 as a good season? Yeah, because I think... Yeah, because Seb, Seb was pretty close to Lewis um, at the end. I mean, 2017, 18, and 19, Ferrari had the second best car, and they were pretty close to Mercedes. Um, and they had, they had like, legitimate title fights all three years, those years. Uh, yeah. 2020 was absolutely dominant by Mercedes. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking maybe the past three years. 2019 was always kind of marred for me because of the uh, alleged uh, engine yeah. mods that Ferrari had. Right, uh, and who so knows how long that was actually going on. Yeah, so I have a hard time counting 2019. So either way, uh, Ferrari's been building up a, a habit of choking pretty hard. Yep, it's kind of uh, becoming predictable. It's happened so many years now. Um but uh, I'm hoping they can turn it around in the future. I know a lot of people want to see Ferrari winning championships again because it's been 15 years, I think. 2007. Yeah, Kimi Räikkönen was the last Ferrari champion. Uh, yeah, so when I was in second grade? Yeah, same here. So it's about <laughs> time. Um, yeah, it's about time. They they uh, they need to get back on that horse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Horse. Yeah, yeah, totally intended there. <laughs> uh, and then also in the championship, Alpine is kind of pulling a uh, pulling a small lead um, ahead of McLaren. Um, I think it's eighteen points right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not a ton. McLaren can definitely come back, but they need to start. Uh, well, outperforming Alpine, and that's not happened in the last. Few I don't weeks. think it's happening. Yeah, Alonso is so strong, and Alcon is really consistent, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if McLaren can quite do it, uh, unless Ricardo starts, um, you know, <laughs> coming into form. But I don't think that's gonna happen. No, at least not based on this race. Yeah. Um, so that's the championship standings right now. Uh, or we already went over our overtake of the week. It was Esteban Alcon on Sebastian Vettel and Pierre Gasly. Uh, that double overtake around the outside into the chicane. Um, for the pit stop championship, it's a Red Bull 1-2, just like the race. Uh, with Verstappen in first, uh, with a time of 22.322. And Perez in second with the time of 22.349. Um... Let's see, we got any notables up high. Gasly's up high for Alpha Tori. Um, don't see much else super surprising in the points. Um, but uh, I don't know. We shouldn't really be surprised with Alpha Tori being up high anymore because as it stands right now, they're second in the Constructors Pit Stop Championship. <laughs> uh, A prestigious title. Right. I know. I'm proud. They're probably super stoked about it. Um, so they're only 250 some odd points behind Red Bull. Uh, that's just, you know, 10 wins with Red Bull DNF in both cars. No big deal. Wait, <laughs> wait is that even possible? How many races do we have left? Oh, that's not even possible. So I think Red Bull yeah, has won. Yeah, Red Bull's won the Pit Stop Championship then. Incredible. 
They probably did a couple weeks ago, actually. But all right, so Red Bull <laughs> is our <laughs> pit stop constructors champions. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, I'll ship a trophy out somewhere in Milton Keynes. I'm sure it'll get to the right place. Yeah. Um, drivers, <laughs> I don't think it's quite over yet, and it's per- at least between Perez and Verstappen. Uh, Perez is still ahead by almost 60 points, looks like. More than 60 points. Yeah, 62 points. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this was not nearly as close as I was hoping it was going to be this year. No, I-, I thought we would have some like balance. <laughs> like, oh, maybe the solo teams have really good pit stops, but they don't. Well, it's like we got we got different levels of of teams here we got red bull on their own level at 410 points and then alpha tori mclaren and ferrari are all within four points of each other uh fighting for second and aston then, martin is much higher up than i thought they'd be i will give them that yeah aston martin and alpine are actually uh tied right now with aston martin in fifth place um well actually i don't i don't know who would be in fifth i'd need to go and look at the tiebreaker um because I don't think this automatic spreadsheet thing I've got going quite accounts for that. <laughs> um, Mercedes is right there with Aston Martin and Alpine, only 12 points behind those two. Uh, and then it's Williams, Alfa Romeo, and Haas at the bottom, and that order will probably not change. Uh, well, actually, Haas could catch up to Alfa Romeo. They're only 13 points behind him, but uh, as the Past season that. has... <laughs> Oh, I was going to say past that, there's uh, not really any chance of shifting around down there. Yeah, not really. Um, so that's the Pit Stop Championship for this week. Uh, let's move on to our predictions for the Belgian Grand Prix. Uh, I uh, I guess I don't remember who went first last time. It's been a month or so since we've done <laughs> this. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um well, just to remind everybody first, the top five were Verstappen, Perez, Sainz, Russell, and Alonso. The top five I had last time were Sainz, Verstappen, Russell, Hamilton, and Leclerc, with Perez as my dark horse. What'd you have yeah. then? Uh, I had Verstappen, Russell, Hamilton, Sainz, Perez, with Leclerc as my dark horse. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, so we, we missed... We missed big time. You you got the winner. You got the race winner. So good job on that. I got a dark horse, which you know I guess is okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, past that, yeah, we weren't we weren't too on it. Um, past I would like lap- to point out that I I did have every except for Hamilton. I did have pretty much the top five locked in, just not in the right order. You did, yep. You were pretty close. And Leclerc got a, a penalty, so that also kind of knocked him out. But aside from that... Right. Yeah. Um, fastest lap. Uh, it went to Verstappen Le- this week. Yeah, I had Leclerc. You actually got that one right. Yeah, I got it right. I had Verstappen, uh, so I'll take that one. Um, and then driver of the day went to Verstappen. I said Lando Norris. And I said Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, neither of those happened. <laughs> No, uh, Vettel actually didn't no, have a bad race. Yeah, Vettel, he was close. I'll give myself a solid close on that one. Yeah, I think he finished. Yeah, he finished P eight. So not not a bad race for the four time world champion. Um, 
Lando Norris kind of had a rough race. He got stuck in uh, DRS traffic and couldn't really move. <laughs> so he kind of just sat back there. I think 12th, I think, is where he ended up. Something like that. Yeah, he got um, taken the sights. Yeah. Yeah, he was just, you know, enjoying the trees and hills and all that good stuff around Stavolo. Uh, I know I would. Yeah. I want to go to Spa so bad one day. That track looks incredible. Hopefully it's still around by the time we have enough money to do that. Yeah, I'm sure it will be around. I don't know if F1 will still be there, but um, I'd love to go rent a Porsche and drive that track or something. I don't know. That'd be fun. Right? Yeah. Who Uh, knows? With our luck, it's going to be only Formula E races there. (laughs) Considering they only do street street circuits, that would be uh, (laughs) quite interesting. Um, (laughs) But just uh, depends on how long it takes us to save up. Yeah, that's true. That could uh, that could vary wildly. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, let's move on to our predictions for the upcoming Dutch Grand Prix. All right, I'll go first on this one. Okay. Uh, obviously, the first is going to be Verstappen. I like making kooky predictions, but I also like winning. Mm-hmm. So I'll put Verstappen, Perez. Uh, I'll put... Russell after that, and then for fourth place, I'll have Leclerc, and then in fifth, I'll have Alonzo, and I'll put Science as my dark horse. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to say Verstappen wins, uh, again, because I like points too. Um, who do I say second? I'm going to say Leclerc second. Um... Perez third, Russell fourth, and Hamilton fifth, and then my dark horse will be Fernando Alonso. I'm betting Sainz uh, gets uh, sucked into those those uh, notorious gravel traps because <laughs> uh, there are some really really difficult corners at Zandvoort, and on the outside of those corners are really deep gravel traps. Um, <laughs> And so, he hears uh, his father's voice in his head. Son, he gotta, gotta go, go to the gravel. It's in your blood. <laughs> yep, it's in his family. It's in his DNA. He just has to has to rally across the gravel. Um, but yeah, I'm betting that uh, signs and gravel will make another make another uh, another appearance appearance. Uh, just based on the fact that it's very very easy to launch yourself into a gravel trap at that track. I have done it many times in the F1 game. <laughs> um, all right, so fastest lap prediction. Uh, it's going to be Red Bull. It's going to be Red Bull. I mean, it's. I'm going to say Verstappen. <laughs> I'll put Perez just to be a little contrary. Okay. And then driver of the day. Oh, man. Uh, man, I really hope it's the Claire, but... Uh, if I'm honest, I'm going to say Russell, I think. Russell, okay. Um, who do I think is going to stand out at this track? Um, I'm going to say Fernando Alonso. Oh, I just, mm. I just thought about that. No, I'll yeah, we'll stick see. with Russell. Okay. Um, all right. So those are our predictions for next week's race. Um, but that's kind of all we got on the docket for this week. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom for the wonderful people, Ben? Um, let's see. I had motorcycle safety 
last episode. Uh, cardio, always a good thing to work on. Uh, you can put in so much work at the gym, but, you know, if you can't run a mile, what are you doing? Uh, just, you know, once a week, get out there and try jogging. Yep. Cardio. Rule yep, number one. There we go. Everybody knows <laughs> rule number one is cardio. Um, I would put it like a solid rule number three. Have you seen Zombieland? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Just making sure. Um, yeah, I I didn't think about that when you said it, but now I think about it. Yeah, now I'm, yeah. I feel stupid. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> it was a I subtle go, subtle go, reference. <laughs> go back and rewatch it now. Yeah, I'm done. I I might do that tonight. That sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> thank you everybody so much for listening to this episode of Rev Hang. If you enjoyed it, please leave a like or rating on the platform you listened on. Really helps us out, um, gets us into the algorithm, and hopefully out to more people who will hopefully enjoy hearing us talk about things that we really don't know about. Uh, if you'd like to follow our thoughts and opinions on the motorsport world, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RevHangMedia. If you have any thoughts or questions about racing, or even about me and Ben, post a tweet at hashtag RevHangPodcast, and we may feature your question on the next show. You can follow Ben on Instagram at BenjiMeetsWorld and or myself at 2N underscore squared. While you're at it, go check out our website at RevHang.com where you can find a calendar of upcoming races, updated standings for the racing series we talk about, along with our wildly inaccurate predictions for the F1 season. We'll return in a week to talk about the Dutch Grand Prix, but until then, I've been Nathan. And I've been Ben. Thanks for hanging out, guys. See you guys.